We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lot to get to in today's show, but hey, Dusty, how you doing? Happy New Year to all of you out there. Haven't Did- been on the air since the 27th of December. Is that a Tuesday ago, or is that, that two Tuesdays That was ago? Uh, a week ago today. Doesn't I, it feel like the... Yeah, I don't know what day of the week it is. Yep. And with this weekend, like, I honestly, I, I didn't really much leave the couch for about three days, mm-hmm. and it, great football games, obviously, this weekend, and uh, unfortunately, our, our New Year's Eve party was ruined by uh, by Mr. Ruggles. Yeah. Mm. But, oh, uh, Ruggles ice cream. Not, not his fault. Not his fault. Um, we can we can assign blame later in today's show. It does feel like, and I want to make it clear, I'm not complaining about three-day weekends. Those are boss. Those are awesome. More three-day weekends, please. It does feel like when you have a game on Sunday, uh, and, and even a Browns win on Sunday, and then you take Monday off, like we were talking earlier today, just the three of us kind of in passing, and it's like, when did that... Did, the Browns won, right? Yeah, like what happened in that game? I mean, yeah. I, all, all I know is I was over at a friend's house on on was that Saturday? Sunday. No, no, that was a Sunday. <laughs> Same okay. time is a flat circle. Yeah, it is a flat circle. I was over at a friend's house on Sunday. We we're watching the game, and I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm watching this first half, and I'm I'm still liking them stupor from New Year's Eve, 
And that first half was absolutely brutal to watch. It was not a weekend for Cleveland first halves, if we're being honest. No. Right? Last night, uh, the Bulls were just demolishing the Cavs at halftime. The uh, Washington wasn't demolishing uh, the Browns by half, but it was, I mean, maybe the worst football we've seen from Deshaun since the Texans game. Mm-hmm. And then in both instances, the second half began and somebody in Cleveland in an or somebody in a Cleveland organization just decided, oh, should we play this one? Should we do this? And obviously with the Cavs, it was Donovan Mitchell. Uh, 71 points, no biggie. And you go ahead and look at that Deshaun second half. There's a lot to take away from it. We'll get more into it later in the show. It did give the people what they wanted. And what the people wanted, now that the Browns are out of the playoff hope, uh, the, the playoff uh, picture, Dusty, the people just wanted to see Deshaun Watson do special things. Yeah. And that's what he did in the second half with, uh, what was it, three touchdowns. Yeah, he had a nice second half. He did. I mean, if you take those three throws away, the numbers are complete trash. But, I mean, I, I give Amari Cooper a lot of credit. That dude's balling out. And Deshaun did what he had to do. Not bad for a fifth-round pick. So all of this is to also say there's another reason why even last night feels millions of miles away, and it was the Monday Night Football game getting postponed because DeMar Hamlin, uh, young Bills, 24-year-old Bills secondary, uh, defensive back, yeah. uh, collapsed after tackling T. Higgins, which is actually not he, – he got up and then immediately collapsed on the floor. And listen, it was just watching the situation transpire on TV felt like a completely different existence right? A completely different thing than we'd ever experienced. But then watching what happened on social media also was kind of another out of the body, what the heck is going on kind of situation. Um, I, I just, I, I, I think everybody said this, but I just have never seen anything specifically like what happened with Damar Hamlin. And it was one of the more sobering things I've ever seen in a football game in, yeah, in, in any it, athletic <clears throat> contest. It was tough, man. You know, I, um, I'm i watching the game with my son. You know, we had plans all weekend to watch the Bills game. Um, and, you know, he loves the Bills. And, like, literally, you know, as a nine-year-old kid, just, like, loves everything about that football team. And, um, you know, we're midway through the first quarter, and he's like, Daddy, what happened? I'm like, it's going to be okay. Player, player got hurt. You know, we don't know what's going on. And then, of course, the ambulance comes on the field and you see the players' reactions. And, and he, my son's super, super sweet. Like, he, he immediately goes, like, in the corner and starts praying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, crying and praying. And it's like, I, I just think he's the sweetest boy ever. I mean, I'm so happy to see him do that. And it was tough. And, and it brings, you know, it, it really brings perspective, I think, to the sports that we watch and how we watch them and everything. And, and certainly last night, I mean, the NFL made the right call. The the coaches, I would say made the right call. Yeah. I don't know that, that Roger Goodell had, ha, has, uh, I mean, I think, if, uh, frankly, I think if Roger Goodell had his way, they'd have played that game last night. Yeah. I think that's probably right. You know, I think the coaches did a tremendous job coming together. The players did a great job coming together to try and, you know, um, try and manage a really, uh, an impossible situation. I think I think there's a lot of what you're saying there. One, um, you know, I I thought I I didn't realize how significant things were with Demar Hamlin until I saw the looks on the faces of 
Bills and Bengals players when they came back from that first break. Yeah. And then it was real. It was like, whoa, okay, well, you don't usually and then what is your what is your mind first go to when you see the the they're not showing the player, they're showing uh, his teammates are showing, you know, his, uh, the guys he's playing against. Oh, well, maybe it's just as simple as, you know, precautionary measures. Spy- we're, we've been so accustomed to these things being um, spinal issues. that I, I think I saw the tweet first that uh, DeMar Hamlin was being uh, given CPR on the field. Then it was just, I mean, it, the, 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 the kind of slow-moving gravity that continued to kind of pick up and just continue to just hit you kind of wave after wave after wave as more information came in. And, you know, I, I we're so accustomed to, and this is the beauty and the maybe the the bad side of, of Twitter, is we're so accustomed to, all right, and now the good news, right? All right, and now the good news, all right? And oh, there wasn't any. There, yeah. And there really was no, there were no news. Yes. I mean, last night it was, it was really tough. And, Listen, I I've I can't imagine being in a situation where you've got to kind of manage that broadcast. Uh, I thought they did the best job that they could, mm-hmm. honestly, with that with with such limited information. I mean, everyone's glued to their TV, and you you just want you want to hear something good. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to hear that the players going to make it, or like you know, in so many instances, even when, Nick, we've seen players um, you become paralyzed on the field. But they still get carted off and they give the thumbs up. Yep. And like in those situations, it's still awful, but like you get the thumbs up. And in this situation, it really felt dire. Or you get the teammate being able to talk to them. Yeah. And so the, oh, okay, he's, he's, he's awake. He's, and you just didn't get that. And I thought, no. you know, you mentioned something about um, the impossibility of this and, and the job that everybody did. I got to be honest, I thought everybody did as good a job as you possibly could. Yeah. There's no, I mean, you've been in this business do, doing this show for 11 years, right? I've mm. been in this business since I was 21 years old. I haven't, uh, there have been many a times where I've walked in and had to do something I've never, the Kobe Bryant death, which happened leading right into my, my show one day. And like, there are these moments where like, there's no amount of training. There's no broadcast school. There's no no handbook for it. There's just nothing. And I thought, you know, I I wish that I I felt, I felt worst for Susie Culber, Booger McFarland and Adam Schefter, because it was clear that they could not be at the stadium. They didn't have any updates. It just wasn't a lot going on there. And so for them to try and sit there with no information, as you've talked about, the only information we had was not good information. And then, like, the, the, there's only one thing to be said. This isn't a football thing. This yeah, isn't. This is a, this is a human issue. Let's 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 cancel this game and and let's pray for this kid mm-hmm. to to pull through. I mean, that, look, I I thought that the um, the one thing that I would say last night that you know, Twitter is usually pretty a toxic, pretty much a toxic place. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a a lot of. Uh, humanity last night mm-hmm. which was a good thing and we typically don't see that in social media so i thought we saw a lot of people kind of come together and and we're all just hoping man you know i'm, I'm part of that that bill's family and and um you know as as, a, as an alum and and um i, I just hope that player is going to be okay i would have liked to see a, a little bit more empathy from social media last night and i realize that's not what we go to social media for but I thought there were a lot of things I saw tweeted at broadcasters, um, almost treating it like a scoreboard. 
Yeah. Oh, well, this guy did a great job. And by the way, SVP and Ryan Clark, everybody said it. They did a fantastic job. Um, they also had the benefit of of doing that just a little bit removed from when the thing happened. Yeah. And I mean, I even thought like when like I, I said last night, like this is an impossible thing. Referring to if you're if you're a head coach, if you're McDermott or Zach Taylor, you're not just trying to figure out, oh, should we even attempt to play this game anymore? You're also trying to figure out, like, how do I take care of my guys? Yeah. And to me, the order of operations is the most impossible part of that, and I thought that's what they got most right because the coaches took a five-minute breather. They checked in with their team. Uh, five minutes, it could have been ten minutes. I don't know what the exact time was. And then they saw the the second kind of meeting of the head coaches and the officials, and you saw uh, McDermott just point to his guys and said, let's go to the locker room. I thought that was the most powerful, important, and empathetic act I saw all week or, or, or all night long because they realized like those players should not be out potentially on camera. These these guys should not be out there in front of fans. They get, should get just the, get them to a safe place where yes. they, they can respond, yes. react, you know, text their loved ones, yes. or you know, do what they have to do. And and that was a good call. I, I thought Zach Taylor. Um, did a great job too. I, honestly, I thought both McDermott and Taylor were fantastic last night. Great, great, great yep. leadership from those coaches. And again, a situation where no one has a handbook how to deal with it. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. And so that to me, like everybody was talking about, oh, postpone it, cancel it. I didn't care about that in that moment. I and I and I and I I I just felt like it didn't seem like they cared about that either. They just let's get our guys. No, I don't think I don't think anybody on that field last night, coaches, players, anybody involved, ownership, you know, whoever. I don't think anybody was thinking about the number one seed. Yep. I don't think anybody was thinking about who's going to score the next touchdown, who's going to you know come out on top, who's going to have home field advantage. Like I, I just think that that was thrown out last night. So uh, the Cleveland on Twitter and Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, saying, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but is anyone ever uh, going into cardiac arrest on live TV uh, TV before? Forget sports, just a question. I don't think any of us have ever witnessed. I have one thing. It was Owen Hart in 1999 when Owen Hart fell from the rafters and landed first thing, and they WWE actually committed to continuing and finishing off the pay-per-view, but yeah. It was it. That's it's fun. It's so funny because that's the thing it reminded me of: the tone of the announcers, the tone of the crowd, the fact that um, they wouldn't show the ring in that case. In this case, they didn't show Demar Hamlin at all. That was the first thing that came. Well, to mind they watching showed the replay happen. a few times because it seemed so innocuous. Yep, it, it did not seem like a violent hit or anything. It was it was it was kind of confusing. We're like all just trying to figure out what happened. Yes, yeah. And then when you see it, it it almost just makes you numb. Oh, and we do have the update that the NFL has announced it's not going to try and make good on this game right now, which uh, yeah, feels like the right move. Feels like you a think? let's read the room kind of moment there. At the end of that last segment, we're talking about comparable moments for what happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football where uh, not only did, did he pass out after making a tackle, but then he needed CPR and kind of immediate resuscitation on air, and we knew that was happening. As it was happening. And I mentioned the Owen Hart thing. Uh, somebody on Twitter brought up the Jerry Lawler 
situation on WWE on Monday Night Raw a couple of years back. Uh, that's Brian Ward said that that where Jerry Lawler had an actual heart attack on air and had to be resuscitated on air. The other one I was thinking about was the Bob Rathbun video. Did you see that? The Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an he's an older guy. He's the Hawks broadcaster. And he had some sort of medical event where he was in the middle of talking and just slowly you see his body just kind of shut down and lean back in his chair. And I got to be honest with you, until last night, it was one of the most frust- like frightening things I've ever seen on live TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, listen, this is the other half of having 24-7 coverage of literally everything in sports is that unfortunately I don't think what happened with DeMar last night and what we saw I don't think that's going to be the last thing because we've seen this kind of stuff people have mentioned uh, Hank Gathers right there have been other great players especially in the NBA that have had cardiac issues and I gotta say I thought the most interesting thing that has come out today isn't that the NFL has post game postponed this game indefinitely that they're not sure if they're gonna make it up um, it's not. There's really still no update on Demar. What's been most interesting is during the broadcast, uh, Joe Buck said a couple times that the NFL had given both teams a five minute window to warm up after Demar had been driven off the field. Troy Vincent, the uh, Players Association president today, came out and denied that, and I think that has a. I think that has a chance to be a real scandal because somebody's lying. Either Joe Buck was given wrong information. I, I think Buck was given wrong information. I think that the my my guess is in those situations you're trying to respond quickly, mm-hmm. and no one. I I don't think people knew the severity of it at the time. I mean, I'm sure some people did. The players did, and, mm-hmm. and the people around the situation. But like in other instances where you've got a player carted off the field, um, you you, you go back and play. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen players who've been, you know, had had serious spinal cord injuries and they finished the game. Yep. You know, I, I remember watching the God, how long ago was this? Remember when Shazier took that hit and mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they go back, they play. Mm-hmm. Um, It sucks. But I, I, I do think the five minute thing, it sounded so in, insensitive. Yeah. And well, and so I think. The reason why I, because I think it's fair to say the most logical thing just up front in that moment, if you had yeah. said, oh, this didn't happen, I would say, oh, well, it's live TV. It's a really tough spot to be in. Forgiveness, right? There's another part of me that thinks I don't think it was the NFL's decision to not play this game last night. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I like a lot of people believe that the the coaches. The coaches in, know their players and yeah. they, they, they looked their players in the eyes and they said, there's just no chance we're playing a football game right now. Yeah, because they're, they're they're in no state. Because you mentioned, you know, when guys have been paralyzed, like people come out after that has happened and talked about the impact of having to play after you saw one of your friends potentially, even if it, yeah. if it wasn't paralysis in the end, it was uh, maybe spinal stenosis or something, a, a, or something a significant like that. injury at the yeah. time where you don't know. Yeah, and I think the hardest part about that is, as a player, and I, I've been in a couple of those instances. Uh, nothing quite as severe as, as what we saw last night, obviously. But when you know your player, your teammate, has been taken to the hospital in mm-hmm. an ambulance and you don't know 
his status. And yes. so then you're out there in the field for the next two hours and it's in your trying head. to play. It's in your head. You're because yep. you, you're really not you don't care about the game at that point. All you care about is your buddy. Yeah. You know, and so I, I tend to believe that the coaches said, dock us a game. I, I tend to believe like you saw. It I with, think the Bills would have said, we'll take the L. Yep. We'll, we'll take the forfeiture. And I thought, you know, because to me it was. I mean, they've locked up the AFC East. I mean, it's not like. And again, at that point, I don't I don't honestly think the Bills players or, or coaches cared about the playoffs or anything that mattered yep. in that moment other than, hey, I want to get my guys together so we can pray and we can talk and we can communicate what's going on. And like whatever happens football wise, we'll just deal with that later. Yep. And I, I, to me, I just reading Sean McDermott's body language, there was, I, I don't, there was a defiance of no, we're going off the field now. Yeah. And I thought Zach Taylor seemed to follow suit perfectly. And He's so like, again, yeah, we're with you. Like, does it matter? To, like for people out there, does it matter if it wasn't an NFL decision? If this was really the coaches and the players making a power play? Because I think it's even more po- empowering. I like there is an inherent risk in doing that. That to 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 upset a very powerful league, a league that that absolutely I think did want that game finished and played last night, but I don't know. Like in the end, if the end result is the same thing, I almost don't care if Roger Goodell wanted to play it because who gives a damn? He wasn't in power in that minute. Nobody in New York was in power in that moment. And to me, I thought it was even more impactful that the players and coaches said, "Nah, this is bigger than that." I don't even care if Roger Goodell was involved in the decision. Do you? No, I, I don't. And honestly, I, I again, I go back to this. I think that if it was up, if we're up to Roger Goodell, who again, who's not on scene, who doesn't have a feel for what's going on, mm-hmm. um, I, I think the league league's almost like the the old adage: the show must go on. Mm-hmm. And last night they said no, the show's not going to go on. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Does it matter who made the, uh, the the call last night to suspend the game and for uh, the teams and players to obviously go to the locker room after the DeMar Hamlin injury? Let's go with Greg. Greg, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Well, actually, I wanted to take one step back and mention Clint Malarchuk. Um, I'm originally from Buffalo. I'm part of the Cleveland Bills Mafia. And I was at the hockey game where Clint Malarchuk was the goalie for the Buffalo Sabres, and he got his throat slit open. Uh, his carotid artery was severed, and even his jugular vein had been damaged. And you literally thought you were watching a man die on the ice. And fortunately, the, uh, the Sabres trainer uh, was, a, was actually an ex-Army um, uh, Vietnam medic and saved his life along with the doctor off the ice. So there's always hope and, uh, you know, hope that there's that the, those folks that were taking care of uh, DeMar last night. And no, it doesn't matter who decided to, um, to stop that. You, if they played the rest of that game, in my mind, it would have looked like one of the most recent pro bowl games. Cause I just don't think that a lot of the bills players and some of the, some of the Bengals players, would have been out there giving it a hundred percent. You might even have seen some guys stop running and start crying while the game was going on. So no, it didn't matter. And I think Bills fans in general really don't care if it's a forfeit or whatever at this point. Um, it's 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 but 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 it has happened, and that was also on TV for with Clint Malarchuk 
Um, so it, uh, it's just fortunate that, uh, there are good people that they have to help take care of these folks. Greg, great stuff, buddy. We appreciate it. I'd never heard of Clint Malarczyk, though, although there was a hockey player that had something similar, like within the last year where, uh, just a skate flew up and it kind of hit him mm-hmm. in the throat and he had to kind of rush off. And it was a really, really scary kind of incident there. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, man, like I, I can't remember who tweeted it, but somebody in the media had said, you know, like the second safest place to have this happen to you um, outside of it actually happening at a hospital is an NFL field because there's, there's just there's so much support. One, there's just so much training for everybody that goes into there, and be, having the presence of um, the EMTs, like those are oh, all the, kind the, of the urgency that they had. You could see it. It, yep. it. it was pretty impressive. I know. I know he was down there for a long time, but it was it was again. I mean, this these things are so rare and and uncommon. Could have happened anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, any, anyone could have go into cardiac arrest whether it was because of the hit or just because that was his time to go into cardiac arrest, it could happen at a grocery store and you're around nobody that knows how to do any CPR or have any of those um, uh, technology to, mm-hmm. to, to sort of shock you back into to rhythm. Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Yeah, I, I think they did exactly what they had to do last night, which is cancel that game. I think having all those players on that field and actually seeing the reality of the potential of what they do to each other, there's no way that you were going to get those guys to go back out and play that game and beat the heck out of each other after observing that. I think a lot of them are going to need to do some soul searching. A lot of them are going to need some, probably some, uh, you know, counseling uh, after observing that. That was that was horrific. Well, uh, the unfortunate the unfortunate thing is is that we don't emphasize enough after all of these players when they retire so many of them are so crippled up and and their health and everything else is so bad because of that game uh but you know that it is what it is the, the public wants it the public enjoys it you know mankind hasn't hasn't improved itself a whole heck of a lot for the last thousand years football just replaced the gladiators that's all Tom, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, to the counseling thing, the, I think the Players Association did announce that um, that they have kind of full disposal of of their resources to help players that are affected by this, whether they um, were playing the game last night. And, I, you know, you asked something in the pre-show meeting about whether this is going to, to kind of call the public's interest in the NFL and – the reality is, I don't think it will. Tom kind of made the mention of, you know, these kind of replaced the gladiatorial games, which I totally understand that analogy. I think the only thing that really could have destroyed, and I don't want to say destroyed, impacted the the this just ridiculous love of football is if if the NFL had tried to force these guys to play last night. Or if, you know... I don't think you would have gained anything mm-hmm. by having the, these two teams resume the the, the game last night. No, and, and so no. I think there was a, there there's kind of an added benefit of I think stopping the game allowed everybody just to kind of unplug, and 
I, I just I just imagine them going out there and playing again would have been equally disastrous for the NFL on top of what was disastrous for DeMar and his, his teammates last night. Yeah, and Nick, I don't, I don't think they're going to play this game. Um, I don't if, know if why you, ask, you need if to. If you ask me, I, I think that you're going to – they're going to end up playing a 16-game season, mm-hmm. and they're going to go off of the records as they stand at the end of the year. Yep, and and I think and I think everyone just kind of has to understand. And, and there may be some people that are bitter and, and care only about football and in their fantasy leagues and other things like that mm-hmm. that are going to be upset. But I think that's how you have to do it. Yeah, I I just I don't think. I mean, even if you played it at a neutral site, like the the idea of. And honestly, I even wonder should the Bills have to play in in Week 18? And I and, and yeah, honestly, like how do you come back and play this weekend? Yeah, I and, mean, and they've got what the Patriots this weekend is it in, is that in Buffalo? I believe that I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, but like I just that. I I don't know. I mean, I think there's even a bigger question: should they push? It's in Buffalo. Should they play? Should they push this entire Week 18? Back a week, given that you have a week between the Super Bowl and uh, the the conference title round, like yeah, I mean that that week's built in there. It typically it's it's a rest week, mm-hmm. but it does give you some leeway where you can kind of maneuver a little bit if you have a catastrophic situation like this where they could maybe uh, make some changes. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Want to hear from you guys on this one? Uh, or at Nick Wilson says, at Dustin Fox, we are talking about the DeMar Hamlin situation there. We, we were just having the conversation about should the game be made up? I think we should ask this question as well. Like, should week, te- week 18 go off as previously planned this weekend, or should the NFL push off these games as far as they possibly can? And David Cantor, who's a powerful uh, player representative in the NFL, Saying, is there, uh, ask this question, is there a way to push back the NFL schedule entirely two to three weeks? Going on to say, I think players and their families would appreciate it and actually need it. Getting many texts and calls from players and coaches league-wide who are hurting right now. Game's quite irrelevant. I, The cynical part of me, Dustin, looks at this and says, I don't think there's any way the entire schedule is moved back two to three weeks. I mean, they didn't really adjust it when during COVID, when right. there were a lot of very you know team outbreaks. The Browns know that having to go to the uh, Steelers without so many coaches and players. So, like, I don't think that'll happen. But like, there's a pretty simple fix here: adjust the playoffs by one week, push them closer to the Super Bowl, and 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 I know that that would kind of compromise how they set up the last two weeks of the playoffs. Um, but just maybe it's as simple as cancel the Pro Bowl, move the playoffs back, and just give everybody in the NFL just an extra week to deal with it. And and because it's not just about Demar Hamlin, it's about seeing that happen. Ryan Clark said something really powerful. He's like, "Yeah, I was twenty four years old. I I never seriously thought I could die." No, we always like say that. Oh, oh I'll risk my life to play this game that I love. And certainly at that age, you've got a different kind of frame of mind than you have, you know, when you when you're our age, when yeah. you've got kids and when all you that realize stuff. you can. When you realize, yeah, we're we're <laughs> knocking on the door <laughs> right around the corner. But no, I mean at that point in time you you don't think that anything can can take you from this earth and <clears throat> and then you see a, a situation like that. And it's not just the player himself, but it's the, the other players around him that's you know, see how uh, sort of mortal 
we all mm-hmm. can be at times. And and that was, you know, one of the scariest parts of, about last night. So, yeah, I think it was well said by by Ryan last night. It was. I'm glad they had that team on the broadcast because they they both did a tremendous job. Do you think Week 18 should be played as scheduled? It's hard to say, Nick. I I I would say this. You know, I think for for the Bills players and hell, even the Bengals players who were potentially you know traumatized by this situation, it's it's difficult to go back to work today mm-hmm. and start to prepare a game um, for a. Really, I mean, it, the, and these games do matter um, in the grand scheme of things in terms of the, the playoff positioning and things like that. But the Bengals are going to go to the playoffs. The the the, the Bills have <clears throat> have locked up their division, so they're going to the playoffs. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know I saw a lot of t- tweets this morning from some folks around the league who who've said, hey, listen, there's a lot of teams and coaches. Uh, coaches of even teams that are playing each other this week that have ca- called each other to like, hey, how are you dealing with this? What are we mm-hmm. supposed to do? Like... And really, I think, Nick, the scariest part about this is until we have some sort of news, um, hopefully positive, mm-hmm. on DeMar, uh, it's it's going to be up in the air. I think it could be really, really disastrous for the NFL to, to go ahead and decide to play these games. And, we and, then, get, what, and then, what, then what happens if on Friday, Friday afternoon you get some bad news? Yeah. And I and I and listen. I I said earlier I felt like there was a missing level of empathy last night. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot. I think there was a, so much love and concerns and thoughts and prayers sent to to Demar to T Higgins. And I thought there were by and large a lot of really good things that I think people showed their better angels. I also think there was way too much. Well, these people didn't do it well enough, and this person. Did, that crap doesn't matter. It doesn't, this isn't, you know, when you get into the situation, it isn't a scoreboard situation. Right. And so in some ways I do feel Dustin, like the NFL is in a no win situation. And when, when you're in a no win situation where you're going to take flack regardless, like the NFL does, the NFL never gets to a point where they have to think about, well, what's the right move. They have to think about, what are the optics of the move? Yep. What are the downsides and what are the upsides? All of this kind of stuff. Whether it's moving week 18, whether it's canceling week 18, whatever it is. So the NFL just needs to understand. There's no move that's going to make everybody happy. And when you're left with that, do you know what you're left with? Do the right thing. You know you know who you should reach out to if you want to do the right things? I would start with the Buffalo Bills organization. And I would lean on the Pakula family, on Sean McDermott, I would lean on the leadership there and say, listen, there is no <laughs> there's no roadmap for this. We want to do the right thing. We know that we're going to take heat no matter what we do, right? So what's the right thing? How do we proceed in the best possible way? I'll tell you what, man, that, that team, think about what they've been through this year with the, you know, the travel and the weather and the, the multiple, like these storms that they had to deal with the community. And now this, it's like, that team is is becoming battle tested, not just on the field, but through through life adversity. There's one team I want to win the Super Bowl this year, and I I really have fought, I love I think this Eagles team has has got a lot of uh, a, a lot of lovability. Is that a word? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a couple teams in the playoffs that I really like. Like I just I I wish that we saw some of that attitude or mentality or heart displayed a little closer to home. 
I, the Bills are. I, I want the Bills to win. Absolutely. And it's not just about about Demar's medical situation. It's about how they reacted. Like football's a hard, hard sport to be around and to to show any kind of vulnerability. And I thought it was so <laughs> like really, really, really crucially important for all those guys to just grieve on the field, to really feel things on the field in front of America. I I thought that was hugely important. And I just thought that was so I don't I don't th- this can be a little overblown, but the word brave comes to mind watching those people yeah. handle this in real time and not react negatively, not put up a, a front. You know, Stefan Diggs with tears falling oh, down yeah. his face, Josh Allen with tears in his face. Like Imagine that, having to deal with that and knowing that you're on five different networks and there's sixty cameras in your face and you don't know yep. how to react or respond and and you know, like my son's like, why, Daddy, Daddy, why are these football players crying? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I try to explain the situation, and he's a pretty smart kid, and he gets it. But like, you don't see that often. Well, and I, I think for a, a country who's kind of slowly coming to grips with our own inability historically to handle mental health, yeah, in the toughest sport, uh, we we had a caller, Tom, call it the gladiatorial games of of our days. To have our gladiators show that kind of emotion and that that sort of vulnerability, I thought was, again, I'll just use the word powerful if you want to use the word brave. And I, I'll say this about the idea of moving week 18, Dustin. You can't half measure this. Right. Either all the games move or none of the games move. Because if you start trying to, well, these teams are out of the playoffs, so they're going to go ahead and play this weekend just to get it over with. And then these teams, I I think you can really, I think you have to be clear and concise in how you handle that. And it has to kind of be unilateral if you're the NFL. The only game I, I do think, like there's no, there's just no real point in having the Bills and Bengals play each other in the regular season to conclude that game. Yeah, restart that game 7-3 in the first quarter. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's over. And, Listen, Nick, I, I talked to a couple of uh, my friends who are former players this morning, um, some from the Buffalo organization. And, you know, they've got, it, it's just crazy you, you bring up the mental health side of things because, you know, the NFL, they have done a lot better for us over, over the last, I would say, the last five to seven years with some of the things that they've done with resources. Mm-hmm. And they've got, they've got a number that, like, former players can call. Like, it's a crisis number. Like, you can call for mental health issues. And I've got a friend who is very familiar with that um, part of the organization, and they were overwhelmed this morning with calls from former players that they couldn't deal with it. I mean, they they were just they had so many calls from people who wanted to talk mm-hmm. this morning. Imagine being a current player mm-hmm. who was on the field last night. Yeah, this is a tough tough deal, man. Well, and and you know how the NFL is, man. Everybody knows each other. Right, it's it's not the the fifty years ago NFL where people didn't like each other and there were feuds on the field and Mean Joe Green kicking a dude in the business and his teammates that guy's teammates jumping Mean Joe Green like it is it is as friendly as we've ever seen the NFL and a lot of people like I was so blown away at the amount of people are like oh I know I know I know Demar yeah 
oh, I know him from this. I know him from this. I know him from his charitable endeavors. I yeah. know him from this. So I called one of his college games. You know I, I, I totally forgot about that, but I, I did a pit game a few years ago. Well, and I just think, like, it would be incredibly insensitive to tell the Bills or the Bengals, yeah, I'm going to need you on the field this weekend. I kind of feel like it's similarly insensitive if yeah. you're the NFL that says, well, the schedule's the most important. You can't you, – listen, I hate when people go to this because – it is overused. You can't say we care about you. It's a player's league and we care about your health and safety. And then say, Hey guys, I'm going to need you out there on the field this weekend. Right. I, this is another one Err on the side of caution. And I think if you're erring on the side of caution, the worst thing you can do, or if the worst thing you can do is, is push the, the, the playoffs back one week and give players time to wrap their head around it and deal with the mental and emotional stuff. Uh, that, that, in no way is a bad thing. Tyler, real quick, buddy, what you got for us? Hello? Hey, Tyler, hey, Tyler what you got? Real up? quick, bud. Hey, real quick, uh, they need to move week 18. I mean, if they're going to say that they need, you know, if they care about the players and their mental health, then, then you, you, you just don't play it. You give them time to heal. That's all I got to say. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. 216-578-0092. We are going to have uh, Sean Crawford, uh, former Notre Dame player, um, obviously Clevelander as well. He's going to be joining us at 520 today, and we're going to get into uh, this DeMar Hamlin situation and uh, obviously the fallout from it. And I, I think there is another thing to, to say about this. If there is a silver lining to come out of this, it is that we now have we now have something to go on. If you're the NFL, everything in a similar situation going forward should be based off of how you handle this. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's another reason why the NFL hasn't really made any sort of an announcement yet on what they plan to do with it week 18 because they realize it's a very important precedence. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.